Welcome to the Guernsey Press Arts Podcast, a podcast about the arts in Guernsey, produced by the press and presented by me, Simon Delarue. This special edition focuses on arguably the most prestigious cultural event to take place on these shores in living memory. Rarely can so much international attention have been brought to our little bailiwick as we're seeing now as a result of the forthcoming exhibition of 10 works by the 18th century French Impressionist master Pierre-Auguste Renoir. It opens to the public on Saturday and will still be going strong right up until the 17th of December. It's the result of years of hard work, networking, persuasion and research on the part of Art for Guernsey in collaboration with Guernsey Museums and Giverny Museum in France. As preparations continued ahead of the opening, I went along to Guernsey Museum at Candy, past the metal skeleton of the bag-checking marquee that's being erected there, and met with the founder of Art for Guernsey, David Ummels. So, David, tell me about uh, the exhibition and how on earth you managed to pull this off. Well, the exhibition is um, is the result of uh, four uh, years of work and a, a close collaboration uh, between Art for Guernsey, the Guernsey Museums, and the Musée des Impressionnismes de Giverny. And uh, it celebrates not only the visit of Renoir to the island in 1883, but the career-shaping inspiration that he found here. And uh, we have documented that within the exhibition, but also in the catalogue of the exhibition. Uh, then when Renoir came to the island, he was in his dry period in terms of creativity. He was actually questioning his own ability to draw and paint. And so he engaged into a tour in 1882 and 1883, and he went to North Africa, and he went to Italy to see the old masters. And he decided to move away from portraiture and go into landscaping because he felt that he would find more freedom. And when he turned up at Moulin Wet, which is essentially where he was located for five weeks, when he turned up, he was, uh, he was blown away, not only by the natural beauty of the site, but also by the ever-changing light. And he was fascinated by that. Uh, but also what came as a bit of a shock for him is uh, that he witnessed people swimming in, should we say, liberal fashion sometimes with a swimming suit, sometimes without. And that came as a, a genuine shock to him because he was expecting to be exposed to the Puritanism of the Victorian. And not to mention that in France, on the Normandy coast, they were basing fully dressed. And that picture of people being really relaxed, and it's actually still the case now in Guernsey, being very relaxed in the way they swim, and uh, that inspired him to paint nudes in landscapes that brought him back to antiquity and the 18th century uh, painters like Watteau, and he decided to engage into nudes in landscapes, and that was in 1883. He then became one of the most prolific painter uh, in art history of nudes. And only three years later, in 1886, his agent, Durand Ruel, took some Renoir and some Monet and went to New York to introduce Impressionism to the United States. And it was a groundbreaking show. And the nudes in landscape were a massive success. And, and he became a global star. 
And so when Mr. Schiama came in uh, 2019 to inaugurate the Renoir Walk, he made us aware that Renoir wasn't just only on holiday, which is what we assumed at the time. And we were already very happy with that, that he came to, to the island. But he made us aware that there is a narrative there that in terms of art history hasn't been properly covered. And in collaboration with the Guernsey Museum, the Giverny Museum and ourselves, well, over four years, we kind of highlighted that narrative and we are celebrating it in the exhibition. So it's not just a question of what uh, Renoir did for Guernsey, it's certainly what Guernsey did for Renoir. And you whetted our appetites a few years ago with the exhibition at Beaux mm -hmm. explaining much of this. And now finally, here we have uh, the exhibition about to open here. Um, now, will you take me through into the uh, gallery and let, let's take a look at these? I'm quite excited to step through. Let's take a look, yes. So this is our familiar space here in the uh, main part of the uh, gallery, the Brian White Gallery, isn't it, that we've uh, stepped into here. So um, tell me about the pieces that we have here and how you've decided to arrange them for us. Mm -hmm. Well, there are 10 uh, Renoirs on show. Uh, and um, what we um, decided to do, as I mentioned, is to kind of uh, celebrate the career shaping inspiration that he found here. So the general public will be able to see um, the evolution of Renoir's art. And uh, we have wonderful artworks from like major international museums, but also from distinguished, uh, distinguished collections, private collections. And um, for example, to our left, we have um, the iconic fisherman's cottage, uh, which is uh, overlooking uh, Moulin Wet Bay. As I'm sure you know, Simon, we, um, that particular fisherman cottage was a destination for Victor Hugo. He was having uh, picnics there. And there's a picture of Victor Hugo having a picnic there. That's a very interesting piece. Um, and uh, funny enough, Mr. Schiama explained to us that one year before Renoir made it to Guernsey in 1882, Monet made exactly the same painting on a French coast. He found a fisherman cottage overlooking a beautiful bay. And Renoir and Monet were sharing the same agent, Paul Durand-Ruel. And Renoir felt like, hold on a second, if Monet managed to sell that piece to Durand-Ruel a year ago, probably I'm going to try to make the same composition. So uh, there is a bit of a competitive environment here between Renoir and Monet. And, uh, but for us, I mean, for the islanders, that's going to be an iconic piece to look at because it's Moulin Wet true and true with the fisherman cottage that I believe is currently in renovation. So a similar composition to a work that already, was already known by Monet, but yeah. uh, tell us a little about uh, Renoir's um, style in, mm -hmm. in bringing this about. What makes this um, recognizably uh, Renoir? Yes, what is very distinct uh, besides the nude and the nude basers that he integrated in his body of work in Guernsey, and he started in Guernsey to do that. The second thing that is very distinct is that Renoir was mesmerized by the ever-changing light of Moulin Wet. And he's using most, you will see most of the artworks are effectively, the composition are effectively layers and layers of uh, landscapes and sea and rocks and, and cliffs that he's using to represent the, the movement of the light. And you see here that 
you know, in Moulin Wet, the ever-changing light, we can see it uh, in action on the forefront, but also on the sea and on the background in, in, on the cliffs. There's one other uh, thing that is very common to most of his body of work in Guernsey, is the very old trick of the old masters to mix three colors, the green, the brown, and the blue. And if you do that, you give a sense of depth to your composition. And he did that for most of the Guernsey Renoir, should I say. So that's a, that's a very distinct uh, approach. And uh, we were privileged, actually, to explain that to uh, 13 primary schools, because over the last 12 months, and we definitely, uh, the Guernsey Museum and ourselves at Art for Guernsey, we definitely have a passion for education. So what we did in collaboration with education is to run uh, the cultural enrichment program and go into all the primary schools and give them six sessions on creativity and on Renoir. And they made their little Renoir. And they all know about that old master trick with the three colors, green, brown and blue. And actually in our gallery, as one of the satellite events of this wonderful fine art show, we are curating 548 year tree artworks who made all their little Renoirs because we wanted to make it uh, much more than a fine art exhibition. We wanted to create satellite events for the community, for the family. So we have one show at the Pre-Oaks Library on how was life in 1883. Uh, there is the Renoir work that has been completely refreshed. And then there are two more satellites, the one I mentioned, with the year three uh, artworks, and also Paul Chambers, a local artist, who, because we knew that Renoir was kind of a bit, felt a bit threatened by the new technology, at the time it was photography. And the same way we feel about, we have questions about, is digital art real art? Well, he had the questions about, is photography real art? And he stated that he doesn't feel that a photographer at the time could capture the movement of the light like he can. So we have tasked Paul Chambers with that doting task, as a bit of a joke, to prove Renoir wrong. Much of the inspiration for the forthcoming exhibition came from the purchase by Art for Guernsey of a Renoir original in February 2020, depicting bathers at Moulin Wet, called Rocher de Genese avec Personnage. David recalled one memorable encounter at the original exhibition that featured that particular painting, which was showcased at Beaux Arts in 2020. So when we uh, when we curated the 2020 exhibition with the the sole artwork that we managed to buy and bring back to the islands, it was a real celebration uh, at Beau Séjour, and there is this gentleman who turned up and introduced himself like a fisherman, and he looked very much like a fisherman with a little hat, and um, but he said that um, he, he came specially to thank us, and he said. Guys, I don't really understand much about art, but I feel proud today. So well done for, for bringing that artwork back to the island. And um, so it was very touching. Uh, but the point is, I actually don't agree with him that he doesn't know much about art. I do believe that islanders have a, like a overdeveloped um, artistic sensitivity because if you pay attention in our conversations, 
we talk about the sunset, your favorite place for the sunrise, the light was like this, etc. We live in a in an incredibly beautiful natural environment. And naturally, without noticing, part of our conversations are artistic because they connect to nature, to the light, to the sun, and so on. And I actually think that Islanders have a more than average developed sense of, you know, uh, artistic sensitivity. So that's um, that was a very touching moment. But the point is, I really believe that Islanders are going to grab that celebration of... Uh, what Guernsey can, how Guernsey can inspire artists. I mean, we have uh, a number of uh, artists in residence program. It's very vibrant, very successful at Art for Guernsey. We bring artists all the time. We also work a lot with local artists, but it's kind of a natural asset that we have um, and that we are mining and it stimulates creativity. And I believe that strongly in cultural diplomacy, at Art for Guernsey, we, uh, Art for Guernsey was created not because we are passionate about art, of course we are, but Art for Guernsey was created eight years ago on the back of me coming here and being blown away by the incredible level of decency that I found. And I felt like, okay, I'm gonna have to pull my weight somehow in the community. I wasn't intending to do that, but the point was, and then I thought, okay, let's do an art initiative because it's going to be fun because I feel passionate about that. But in the DNA of Art for Guernsey, it's all about using art and culture as a vehicle to create wider value for the island. And I believe this is why much mightier organizations than ourselves are working with us on a revolving basis. I like to think that we're kind of good or maybe very good, but our partners are not very good, they are outstanding. So they don't need a very good partner, they have plenty of better partners. Uh, but I like to think that because we have those values that we feel passionate about creating wider value for the island in terms of promoting ourselves, in terms of inspiring our kids, in, in terms of offering entertainment or, you know, inspiration to the community, then we secure those partnerships. And uh, for me, when I look at this, I, I, I feel about the credibility that we have created for Guernsey um, for the wider good. I feel about, I think about the work that we do within the schools. I don't, I don't feel about, I don't look at this art with pedantic lens like, oh yes, it's kind of high-end art. It is, but actually, Incredible artists are the most humble persons that you can find. Renoir, just before coming to Guernsey, was questioning his own skills. So it's not about that. We don't see art with that lens. We see art with like, this is a fantastic vehicle to have fun, to start with, to enjoy yourself, but also to kind of uh, extend, for example, the critical thinking of the children, their ability to read a composition. When you read a composition, you can read a business table, you can read a negotiation table, but also this is our response, our modest response, teaching kids how to read a composition to the negative impact of the social media where children are constantly exposed with a collection of very brief uh, 
non-senseless videos. And so that is taking away their ability to focus on something. So I see, for example, all the workshops that we do in our gallery, like, well, actually, an investment in their ability to focus on something, because they they looking at a piece of art and then they do a multi-curriculum project from it. So, uh, so yes, we have a different philosophy. Um, and that's also why we created those satellite events to be kind of like, be more wider and inclusive than just, oh yeah, it's a Renoir exhibition, you know. We're just a few days away now from the opening of this, uh, the, this the, the hub of everything. Mm -hmm. um, could you take me to one of these uh, pictures that you're particularly excited mm -hmm. uh, for people to come and see? Yes. And, um, and, and tell me a little bit about the composition. Of course, of course. Okay, so what's the title of this work? So the title of this work is Bay of Salerna. And it has been loaned to us by the Musée of Le Havre in Normandy. Now, Bay of Salerna wasn't meant to be one of the most exciting artworks on show. And for me, it is now the most exciting. And the reason for that is that the teams of the Guernsey Museum and the Giverny Museum and Art for Guernsey have done quite a bit of research. And we came to the conclusion and there's no uncertainty in, in our mind and in the, in the minds of the Guernsey Museum, that this is not an 1881 Bay of Salerna painting. This is a Bay of St. Peterport 1883 painting. And it is being, as we speak, requalified as such. And on, on the back there, uh, we have documented for the public the research that we did collectively and the evidence that led us to believe with 100% certainty that this is the lighthouse, Castle Cornet, and, and basically the north of the island, and it is not Bay of Salerna. So we went through photographic evidence, but also through art history evidence. Um, and Sophie Breau from the museum actually did a sterling job on that. And uh, uh, Renoir, for example, one year before he passed away, he was interviewed by his agent, uh, Mr. Vollard at the time, he had a different agent. And he said, I remember fondly of my time in Guernsey in 1881. So we could see that his memory was a bit hazy. So that was one uh, one indication. The second indication is that this uh, painting is titled Bay of Salerna, but it has a second title as well, which is like Mediterran Mediterranean landscape. So you could see that the scholars at the time, because they were relying on this 1881 reference uh, told by Renoir, they were trying to attribute that piece to somewhere in the Mediterranean uh, area because they knew that in 1881 he was there. But with the research that we made and the photographic evidence and all paintings of the similar landscape that we found, um, this is actually with 100% certainty the Bay of St. Peter Port. And we feel proud that we have been able to contribute to art history and to actually enhance the importance of Guernsey because uh, Simon was sitting now at a, sit, at, a, a, at a stage where there have been those historic 15 paintings that he painted. 
there's two more, this one and another, another one behind us, that are being requalified as Guernsey paintings, so call it 17 no, instead of 15. And Mr. Schiama has written a scientific essay um, documenting uh, that another 30 to 40 paintings were strongly influenced by Guernsey. Uh, not made in Guernsey, but strongly influenced. And let's keep in mind that Renoir came in 1883, and only three years later, Durand Ruel, his agent, took some paintings to New York for this groundbreaking show where he introduced Renoir and Monet to the United States with all the nudes and landscapes. And from that moment on, Renoir became a superstar to a point where Funny enough, if you look at the inventory of the European museums, they have all the portraits and the fancy ball scenes in suburban Paris. But the American museums, they have all the nudes and landscapes. And Cyril told me it's because from 1886, nobody in Europe could afford Renoir. And so we have been, without a doubt, a catalyst. I mean, we, the beauty of Guernsey. It just happened. But I think from a period in art history that was kind of overlooked, we managed to kind of uh, um, enhance its appreciation. And when you look at our partners, I mean, uh, the Giverny Museum, uh, but also the, um, the Musée d'Orsay, the Musée Marmottan, I mean, all those guys are aligned. It's fabulous. I mean, they have obviously much more credible views than ourselves. So I'm just repeating what they tell me. I mean, I wouldn't allow myself to kind of speculate on that. Um, so I think it's fabulous. And uh, I think that uh, leaving, uh, we had three ambitions. One, make sure that uh, as many children can see the show and it would be free for 9,000 school children. The second ambition was to promote Guernsey positively abroad. And the third ambition was to kind of uh, highlight um, the inspiration that he found here. And I think we delivered on that. Can I ask you personally how you feel at this point in time? You're about to get ready to open up. Um, you've obviously been working on this for a very long time. You've spelt out your ambitions there for this program. That all seems to be up and running. You appear to have also been a, the catalyst for a, uh, a deeper understanding of this island's role in the career of Renoir. Mm -hmm. um, you must be um, nervous, excited. I mean, how do you feel about it? I, I'm not nervous. I, I, uh, I feel very excited. But it has been, honestly, thousands of hours of pro bono work over the last four years from, oh, we have an idea, let's put some frames in Moulin Wet. Oh, let's invite Mr. Schiama uh, and then him saying, well, guys, it's much bigger than you think. Then us being part of Normandy Impressionism, the, the biannual festival in Normandy, we are the first ever foreign organization being part of that. Then having the, the opportunity to acquire one of those 15 paintings that brought us the credibility. I mean, art for Guernsey is nothing else than, in football terms, say, Guernsey FC. We've been asking to play friendlies with Real Madrid, Bayern Munich and the rest. So at the very least, having one of those 15 paintings gave us the credibility. But also having a partner like Giverny, because we would not have been able to do it without Giverny, and I have to say, without Guernsey Museum, neither. 
that was really uh, a really great partnership where each partner brought something. But to answer your question, I mean, uh, I am aware that I've been uh, a bit negligent with my family and working at no time uh, over, over the, around the clock. But I have to say as well, the, our team is a force. I mean, there are people there with, we have been together for eight years. It's the same Alphaganzi team from the very same show. Eight years later, we are about 80 exhibitions and projects later. And we grew collectively, but also individually, we are better professionals, each of us. So uh, as usual, when you walk around the clock, you don't really think forward uh, in terms of what will happen when it's over. But then there is a great feeling when it happens. For a few days, you're really floating in happiness. Uh, and I look forward to that. And I also look forward to having like, a good holiday in October. Yeah, so for sure. It'll be a well-deserved break, I'm sure. David Ummel's there speaking to me during the build-up to the Renoir exhibition being held at Guernsey Museums at Candy from Saturday. You can read more in the pages of the Guernsey Press before, during and after the exhibition. For example, we've also spoken to staff at the museum and Visit Guernsey about the practicalities of getting the paintings here and the tourism benefits the island is hoping to see as a result. So pick up a paper six days a week and look out for a future podcast in which I'll be hoping to collar the Giverny Museum director, Cyril Siama. That's all for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>